Hello and welcome to episode 195 of the American Comedy Current Events podcast, Bunter Vista. My name is Ben and I'm a 30-year-old man who lives in Austin and drives a 1999 Ford Taurus. My two favourite things are going tubing on the San Marcos River and drinking between 30 and 40 Lone Stars while going tubing on the San Marcos River. With me is my co-host Andrew, a 30-something-year-old man who lives in San Jose, California and catches the Caltrain to Palo Alto, where he does graphic design for Northrop Grumman. Hello. Hey, Andrew. That's I- great. I, I get a lot of time to catch up on my podcasts on the train. You know, you can, uh, you're can. you allowed to drink on the Caltrain. Really? Yeah, so you can just buy like a six-pack of beers on your way home and just get hammered on the Caltrain uh, from Palo Alto to where you live in San Jose. And that's just good time management. Mm. That's a cool thing to do if I do it, but if I'm just on the train hanging out and you come on and get drunk, not cool, buddy. Come on, we're all just trying to get home. Yeah, stop being loud and rowdy. I'm quietly enjoying my 10% double IPAs that I am drinking <laughs> six of in a 15-minute train ride. <laughs> uh, also with me is my other co-host, Theo, a 30-something-year-old man from Little Rock, Arkansas, who studied electrical and environmental engineering at MIT and designed special types of civilian-killing bombs for Northrop Grumman. Hey, hey! I'm just American man. Just a regular American guy designing special civilian killing bombs for Northrop Grumman. Yep. The only time I ever participate in introspection is the five minutes I sit on my uh, couch and think about 9-11. Each yep. day I do this. <laughs> and well, you otherwise do for... you'd forget and you can never forget. You can never forget. The it's really the hard way. days are like uh, when on on nine eleven, where you go to your local supermarket and they've arranged the Bud Light cases in a moving tribute to the towers. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it it's tough every time when you see that the beers uh, in a loving tribute to our boys. <laughs> in a loving tribute to nine eleven. <laughs> good on them for doing it. I mean, good on them for good on our boys for, and also not with us. <laughs> Uh, is our co-host Lucy, who died in infancy due to deficiencies in the American healthcare system. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. It's a shame about that infant mortality rate, hey? That's a real shame. Uh, I guess I'm a ghost here. I'm a train ghost. A small small ghost. (laughs) You're a train ghost? I'm a train ghost. Are you You necessarily I just haunt uh, haunt trains. And can I drink some beer? No, no ghosts. Only uh, people are allowed to drink beer on the train. Ghosts aren't actually allowed on there. You're on there illegally. Yeah. I don't think there's any law against it. I think ghosts are allowed to drink from like a big, um, like apparition of a jug with XXX on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like then it will a moonshine pour jug. through my like invisible body. That's yeah. exactly right. It's kind of like trickling through your um, phantom bones, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You didn't have to be a train ghost. You're untethered to the material realm. You could be literally anywhere. You could be a plane ghost. That's true. Oh, I could be a plane ghost. <laughs> Imagine that, ghosts on a plane. Is there any movies about that? I would love that. I'm, I'm say... immediately Googling haunted plane because... It's like, got to be, surely. I feel like I've just never really heard uh, anybody talking about haunted mm. planes. I've there seen are... a lot of ghost movies and I've seen a lot of plane movies. Yeah, the ghost of the guy that shat himself to death in the uh, in the plane toilet. Yep. All those stories about like <laughs> someone dying and them club. just getting... Covered uh, in blankets. Well, not covered in blankets. Covered by a blanket, I would say, where they're like, hey, he's sleeping. You're like, yeah, you And they just throw a, a blanket dead. over him. Yeah, yeah, for eight hours. Uh, they stay as a ghost on the plane. All right. Ready, everybody? Mm. 
Eastern Airlines Flight 401 was a scheduled flight from New York JFK to Miami. Shortly before midnight on December 29th, 1972, the Lockheed L-10111 TriStar crashed into the Florida Everglades, causing 101 fatalities. The pilots, the flight engineer, two of the 10 flight descendants, and 96 of 163 passengers died, 75 passengers and crew survived. Uh, the crash occurred while the entire cockpit crew was preoccupied with a burnt-out landing gear indicator light. They failed to notice that the autopilot had inadvertently been disconnected, and as a result, the aircraft gradually lost altitude and oh, crashed. No. This was the first fatal crash of a wide-body aircraft. It was also the first hull loss and first fatal crash of a Lockheed L-1011 TriStar. Uh, then we got some stuff about, you know, the, the aircraft, the flight crew, the flight and crash... Uh, some of the stuff they were saying on the on the last recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we get to the important part, reported ghost sightings. Over the following months and years, rumors began circulating that employees of Eastern Airlines were reporting sightings of the dead crew members, mm-hmm. Captain Robert Loft and Second Officer Donald Repo, sitting on board other L-1011s. In particular, N318EA. These rumors speculated that parts of the crashed aircraft were, sal- were salvaged after the investigation and refitted into other L-1011s. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no. Infused haunted with plane. ghost energy. <laughs> the reported hauntings were said to only be seen on the planes that use the spare parts. This uh, that is dope. They've made, they've made a haunted <laughs> Frankenplane. That's and awesome. That's the name of the movie that we're going to make, right? Yes, haunted Frankenplane. Frankenplane. <laughs> Uh, Gossip regarding the sighting of the spirits of Don Repo and Bob Loft spread throughout Eastern Airlines to the point where Eastern's management warned employees that they could face dismissal if caught spreading ghost stories. If if you were on one of those planes and you saw a bunch of little uh, turtle hatchlings, you could say that it was haunted by the ghost of Mon Repo. Now, that's a little joke just for Theo. Hmm. Theo, And I can hear him laughing. Theo, Mm. you know the the place, Mon Repo, where you can... You can go see the turtle hatchlings in Queensland? I do, yeah. Yeah. It's just you didn't make... Maybe you were doing a ghost laugh that I couldn't hear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While Eastern Airlines publicly denied that their planes were haunted... Heard that a million times. Uh, (laughs) Interesting. Well, they have to say that for insurance reasons. (laughs) Imagine imagine having to put out that PR statement like... (laughs) They were, no telling them they were going to get dismissed if they kept spreading ghost stories. Mm, that's someone who doesn't want the truth out there. I'm hearing a lot of stories these days about ghosts on our airplanes. And I've got to tell you, people couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> Adver- advertising like new uh, phantasm-free flights. <laughs> Unlike our competitors, <laughs> we guarantee 100% ghostless experience. Oh, while Eastern Airlines publicly denied that their planes were haunted, they reportedly removed all the salvaged parts from their L-1011 fleet. Oh, just quietly taking them out anyway. Yeah, Interesting. Right. And then the ghosts just went away, did they? Uh, no, we we always had like a, a an exorcist as part of the ground crew. You guys are just only noticing because we're talking about ghosts. There is one uh, Catholic priest on every flight everywhere. Don't look into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the uh, it's just like the air marshal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're playing clothes. You don't know priests. who it is. <laughs> In an emergency, he stands up and like rips off the fake collar over the top of his other collar, pulls out his Bible. <laughs> look to your left. Look to your right. Either of these people could be a Catholic priest in disguise. <laughs> Um, And then over time, the reporting of ghost sightings stopped. Hmm. 
That sounds but, like confirmed ghosts to me. Yeah, it also it also sounds like they're possibly a bunch of people with trauma just slowly kind of coming to terms with the trauma of Could be. Could be ghosts, you never know. <laughs> Imagine I think that. they took all the parts out and then put them all into one plane one to make plane. a sort of super ghost plane to concentrate the ghost sightings. It's easier to manage a ghost PR crisis. And if they it's just, just let one that aircraft. plane just fly around by itself. Yeah, from from port to port, never so, really picking up any passengers. Sometimes in the witching hour, you'll see running lights, but no plane on the radar. Hmm. Ghost plane. Uh, the original floorboard from Flight 401 remains in the archives at History Miami in South Florida, and pieces of Flight 401's wreckage can also be found in Ed and Lorraine Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. Oh, hell that yeah. That sounds so good. Oh, I, I swear to God, I've, I feel like I've probably spoken about this on the podcast before, but friend of the show, James Hennessy, going to that place? That The Warren, uh, whatever the fuck those people oh. are called. Wait, was it them? Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, they're the ones that are from The Conjuring, right? Oh. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, okay. uh, I got offered to go on that trip because this is a, like a promotional thing uh, while one of the fucking Annabelle movies was coming out or whatever, while I was still working at Pedestrian. And it was like you were in Connecticut for 24 hours, but you had to fly for like 18 hours either way to get there. <laughs> so, I was just like, oh. <laughs> That actually sounds like ass, so I'm going to say no. Uh, but Hanno ended up going. Um, I'll put the episode to the the link to his story in the the show notes. But like he was saying at one point, while they're in the room full of terrifying, powerful, evil artifacts, someone accidentally knocked one off the shelf, and then the guy was just like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just picked it up and put it back up." <laughs> <laughs> it's not really how they play it in the movie. I got to say, no, no, it is not. So here's uh, here's something for everyone to keep an eye out for in secondhand bookstores, book fairs, the kind of thing that Ben loves to attend. Oh, God, I miss the Lifeline Book Fest so much. There you go. Well, keep an eye out in the future for the story of the crash and its aftermath, which was documented in John G. Fuller's 1976 book, The Ghost of Flight 401. Fuller recounts stories of paranormal events aboard other Eastern aircraft and the belief that these were caused by equipment salvaged from the wreckage of Flight 401. A TV movie, The Ghost of Flight 401, was aired in February 1978. Yes. yes. Based yes. on Fuller's book, it focused on the ghost sightings surrounding the aftermath. Um, Eastern Airlines CEO and former Apollo astronaut Frank Borman called the ghost stories surrounding the crash garbage. <laughs> well, he fucking would, wouldn't he? He would say that. Easton considered suing for libel based on assertions of a cover-up by Easton executives, but Borman opted not to, feeling a lawsuit would merely provide more publicity for the book. Pretty, pretty astute, yeah. I think. Yeah, maybe. All right, fair enough. My "There are no ghosts on any of my planes" T-shirt is raising more <laughs> questions than it's answering. Well, uh, I think I think we should try to find this book and this movie personally i am currently browsing ebay for original printings of the copy of the book because the the new ones look absolute dog shit i am currently thinking about a script for frankenplane <laughs> <laughs> oh here we go 64 dollars postage from the u.s fuck me Oof. jesus christ these people Terrible oh there stuff. are two books sorry so there is john g fuller's uh the search for the ghost of 
Flight 401, but then there is also Elizabeth Fuller's My Search for the Ghost of Flight 401. <laughs> oh, so I don't know if they on. had competing searches for the ghost within their marriage, maybe? I think she, I think they got divorced and she did not get any of the residuals from the book in the settlement. Or they split the search down the middle. <laughs> Here's um, my search. Here's my search. Let me tell you something, guys. In the 1730s, there was a highwayman by the name of Dick Turpin. He would steal, torture, and kill, taking anything and everything that he could. The scoundrel was finally caught and sentenced to death in 1739, but Turpin took matters into his own hands and jumped from the gallows with a noose around his neck, effectively killing himself. And for some reason, his ghost is reportedly taking a liking to the grounds of Heathrow Airport. (laughs) Reports of sightings can be traced back to a time before the airport was even constructed. Descriptions of alleged sightings often include a black stallion, while many report seeing Turpin standing in the main terminal wearing period clothing, including a tricornered hat. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is just a guy that dresses up and goes to Heathrow Airport. Yeah. Absolutely. I think uh, I'm starting to think that maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe there's more haunted airports than we thought, you know? But like one? <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, Theo, the Denver International Airport has established a reputation for being one of the most evil places in the world. (laughs) They've got all their fucking, like... They've got uh, weird shit there. All their, like, under construction signs make jokes about it as well. Like, when there's a new shop going in, they'll have a thing up there being like, this is a secret tunnel (laughs) to the fucking hollow earth. They are. Yeah. They're really leading into you gotta it. You got to read about Denver Airport. <laughs> I love this so much. All right. Uh... So, it's established a reputation for being one of the most evil places in the world, owing mostly to conspiracy theories rather than ghosts. Nevertheless, the story goes that you'll hear unnerving Native American chanting between Concourse A and Jefferson Terminal Building. Employees assert that it's music being played on a loop as part of an arts program. (laughs) Others agree (laughs) that it is music being played on a loop, but that its purpose is to drive out any angry spirits. Meanwhile, a third opinion maintains that it's actually ghosts chanting. But who really knows where the truth begins and ends? (laughs) I feel like it would be relatively easy to establish if it was audio being played out of speakers deliberately. I found the computer that VLC is looping this stuff on. It's right there. My goodness. I, I just purchased a... 1978 copy of My Search. So I've got, I've chosen to back women uh, on this one. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I've chosen to support a woman in this venture. I'm just going to like that. I'm an ally. Hmm. Uh, So there you go. If you know about any haunted airports or planes, uh, please send it in to us at mailbag at buntavista.com. Scary stuff, you know, scary vibes. Sometimes you get scary vibes in the form of omens and portents. Uh. You shall see hail fall from a clear sky and burn as fire upon the ground. You shall see darkness cover Egypt when the sun climbs high to noon. And you shall know that God is God and bow down to his will. That's right. Perfect. <laughs> it's. Uh huh. <laughs> I didn't know we had an ape version of that theme. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, dear. You know how scientists are always... Hey, they're doing stuff that make our lives better, you know? They're putting uh, they're putting pizzas into robots and making you get off your couch to go and get it. And yeah. that's just making life better for everyone. And I can't think of any argument to the counter of that. Every now and then, though, the scientists at the Fucked Up Science Academy, uh, they do it again. And they have done it again. This is a press release from Cell Press. Scientists generate human monkey chimeric embryos. Please stop now, doing this. I think yes. there's going to be a twist in this story not given away by the headline that makes it sound bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm, the word chimera never is never bad. What could go wrong? Uh, stop, stop trying to Planet of the Apes. Uh, this planet of the apes, you know? Hey, this is our planet of the apes, and we like it the way that it is, with us being the main kind of dominant ape. Yeah. Keep Keeping apes in their place, you know? Yeah, oh. Parliament House. Okay. <laughs> I, I would like Parliament House. thought this House show power. wasn't political anymore. <laughs> Can we get a version of Question Time with just chimps, please? It'd be very funny. Put little suits on them. That would be pretty good. I'd I like imagine, that. and I'm not saying that I believe that Italian people are chimps, but I imagine it would okay. look like what the Italian parliament does when they all start fighting each other. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> Those videos of them just like punching each other in the face. Uh, no. Yeah, they're, they're throwing bananas. They're throwing bananas oh, and beating on their chest with two fists. This is not a racist Italians. podcast. I just want to, I'm not a racist. I can't speak for any of the other three, but uh, I'm not racist. This is not a racist podcast. Uh, is Italian a race, Ben? Uh, Google Italian parliament fights. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators in China and the United States have injected human stem cells into primate embryos and were able to grow chi chimeric embryos for a significant period of time, up to 20 days. And then they were forced to flush them down the toilet. <laughs> because they'd learned how to open doors. Yeah. <laughs> the research, despite its ethical concerns... Just leaving that, just mm. hanging in the mm -hmm. middle of this paragraph. And we don't have to name those. Uh, it's just kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah, just uh, sits in the in that area, the general kind of vibe. Uh, despite its ethical concerns, it has the potential to provide new insights into developmental biology and evolution. It also has implications for developing new models of human biology and disease. I agree, it does have implications for developing new disease. <laughs> sure does. The crazy monkey plague. Uh, the work appears April 15th in the journal Cell. Quote, as we are unable to conduct certain types of experiments in humans, it is essential that we have better models to more accurately study and understand human biology and disease, says senior author Juan Carlos Ipizue Belmonte. A professor he in the hot. He does. <laughs> it is I, Professor Juan Carlos. <laughs> Not a racist podcast. <laughs> I said he sounds hot. <laughs> oh, it's positive racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best kind. It's right there in the name. Uh, he is a professor at the Gene Expression Laboratory at the Salk Institute for Biological so, Sciences. So, what's the, what's the ethical atom they're trying to split here? It's not... They're not able to conduct certain types of experiments in humans. So... The, simply the only ethical thing we can think of is to develop human monkey chimeras. <laughs> yeah. Inject them Not with... Not technically illegal. Yeah. Uh, with hot sauce and 
see what happens. Like, I think the idea is that you make a being that has like pretty much all the same DNA and internal organs and everything as a human. Yeah. But it's also such a disgusting affront to God that at the end of the experiment, everybody's happy to see you blow it away with a magnum. Mm. They want they want it to be close to human, but not so close that they can't like sign the uh, the sign language symbol for pain. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I've just dropped an image in the chat there. That is Juan Carlos Isbizua Belmonte. Ah, uh, well, wow, no. what a stone yeah. cold fox that man is. <laughs> he looks like uh, a exact fifty fifty cross between Peter Garrett and the mm-hmm. character Jeff from Superstore. He looks like the yellow goblin guy from Sin City who was does. able to grow to full age. <laughs> wow. Sorry to Juan Carlos. Oh, wow. So, you all like Theo's comparison, but man. not mine. Oh, yours was very accurate, Ben. Mm. Very yeah. accurate. Let's keep imagining that he's sexy, though, in the following quote. An important goal of experimental biology is the development of moral systems that allow for the study of human diseases under in vivo conditions. I'm always saying this. So, like, my understanding of that sentence is you can't test <laughs> on humans, mm-hmm. but you can test on chimps, but chimps don't exactly model humans, mm-hmm. so we have to make a chimp body model a human body. Do you yeah. do that by simply turning a chimp into a man? It's just getting around a little loophole. I think it's clever. Like, we're testing uh, certain kinds of liver disease on people, but we can't just vivisect a human liver. Uh, So, we have given this chimpanzee the liver of a human man. Yeah. What's next? That's what I'm hearing. The penis of a human man? (laughs) Where does it end? Just imagining. It's, it's just a monkey, but it's got a white man's penis. I'm just sure there are a hundred drawn images on the internet on DeviantArt of that exact concept. And because they've been able to, you know, sort of give it the penis of their choosing, they've given it a perfect, it's nine and a half inches, uh, it is. Is that the perfect, sorry, nine and a half inches It's is the, the perfect, perfect length of a human penis, that's right, right, yeah. Not, you know, not joke big, still huge but- though. That's joke big to me. I, uh... <laughs> Not one of those ones where you're like, oh, this is actually affecting your health. Like, you get an erection, then you fall over on the bus. Okay. You can't travel by bus for fear that you'll pass out. <laughs> <laughs> can't legally drive, just in case you think of some sexual imagery. <laughs> oh, man. I saw a particularly hot billboard and then crashed my car. Uh, <laughs> It's basically, a just like a, movie. yeah, it's just like li- li- libido, libido based narcolepsy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh, here I go. You picture like an inspiring sort of like inspiring movie overcoming your problems. I've learned to become never horny while I'm outside. <laughs> just a montage of them looking at women in bikinis and being like, yeah. "Oh, I can't do it." Meets some beautiful, lovely woman, and she's like, "But I want you to be horny, like, but I can't." <laughs> God damn it, Deborah! I you left know that what it is. behind. <laughs> I have every, to give every, up horniness. Every time I get horny, I lose you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining, I'm imagining like a uh, like a Farrelly Brothers uh, type of movie where there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of. Uh, shots in a comedic montage of them like yeah. doing stuff together and falling in love 
where like uh, the end of every scene is like the guy unconscious on the ground, but he has a big boner. <laughs> you know, they're down at the beach together, and uh, and she takes off her caftan to reveal the bikini that she's in, and then the shot is just him unconscious, big boner. Silhouetted against the sunset, you see yeah. man lying down. Norm's and, and every time, and every time she uh, looks back and does that, oh, you face, you know, <laughs> looking <laughs> erect penis and just smiling and shaking her head. There's something. There's something to me that is very inherently funny about the idea of somebody like uh, going unconscious and collapsing ragdoll style, but also having a raging boner poking out of their clothes. That's very funny. <laughs> oh boy! Imagine so that's if what that, they're if doing that with happened these to eggs. every every person that died, and it's sort of like just a Santa Claus thing that's just kept secret from us. Don't our people entire get lives. erections when they die? Is that a myth? It's the strangulation. If you die of asphyxiation, uh, you, you get a, a big old boner. I because oh, it's I like sexy, that, right? Mm, I think that boner was already there. <laughs> <laughs> There's that bit in it's one of the like Pierce Brosnan Bond movies uh, where he's like getting <laughs> he's getting choked to death and the villain lady's like you know what happens to a man when he dies of strangulation? <laughs> that's got to be got to be Goldeneye, surely. That had Famke Janssen strangling everyone with her mm. sexy thighs. Yes, yeah. that is that is the one. <laughs> Whereas the uh, the uh, later fucking what's his name? Daniel Who's Craig? the guy? Daniel the Daniel Craig Bond the doesn't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> canonically, in the balls with a flail. I don't know if we've spoken about this destroyed. before, but how like during that scene where it's just Mads Mikkelsen wailing on his nutsack with a length of rope, is like at this point it's permanent damage, and then keeps going. <laughs> so for the next couple of movies, you just like so his dick don't I work. I think it's no a more. brave choice. <laughs> to have the first <laughs> really uh, <was>. completely <laughs> the first bond who comes to stay in erection don't work. <laughs> first bond with a dick and balls that looks like a butterfly quail <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. hey Theo I just want to circle back for a second um, <laughs> so so if I'm getting this right what I'm what I'm picturing this is if I'm picking up what you're putting down Theo is oh, that no is that the thing that people say where, like, uh, the last thing somebody does when they die often is, like, uh, void their bowels? Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if basically you're suggesting that that is an urban that's legend. That's a cover That's a that's cover That's an urban story. legend that has, that has been circulated to keep people away from the pants region of someone <laughs> that is, else. Oh, that is exactly what I'm saying. Do not look at this man's pelvis, for he yeah. has shit himself, <laughs> and that's the only reason you can't look yep. at it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be gross if you went over there and it smelled like doo-doo? <laughs> you can't flip him over right now because of all the shit that's in his pants. And this is basically the most important matter that the New World Order attends to. Yeah. Just like arch-Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> Trying cover- to keep decent, the last piece of decency alive. <laughs> the two things that the Illuminati are covering up are Area 51 and the Death Boner. <laughs> yeah. Part of, part of like, uh, you know, all the, the like... Uh, Special makeup and reconstructions and stuff they do for funerals, open <laughs> casket funerals, and all that sort of stuff. Boner off. Yeah, oh, but, taping but, it under the pants line. <laughs> Part of it is just like is is another like another closed hit- casket funeral. He got here too soon. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how they can open the top half of the casket. <laughs> oh, that's why the top half's the only one that's yeah. open. It's like those doors for horses. Yeah. Yeah. 
When when you see when you see a funeral where the top half of the casket is open, but there seems to be a series of large nails driven through the bottom half of the casket, that's what's going on. It's the Why? death bone. It's so interesting. I was I was at my uncle's funeral. The bottom half was closed. There was a sign that said "Do not open." It's full of wasps. <laughs> There's a bunch of human shit in there. Don't do it. Yeah, so part of the job is is basically, like, hitting the bono with a large hammer until it cracks and then, like, taping it to a leg. <laughs> Why do you have to hit it with a large hammer? Well, they do it straight down, so it kind yeah. of makes a comical, like, noise, and it just pops into the So we're saying that this is a permanent bono. Yeah, I'm absolutely. saying it's a, a rictus bono, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's upsetting. I'm thinking you just take that bad boy off with a hacksaw. <laughs> that's, the guy's that's dead. Pretty- it's true. <laughs> you just Very toss just... it into the casket loose with him. <laughs> well, see, seeing as this is an arch-Catholic New World Order He's thing, it's like you can't... He's being buried with his most favoured possessions. Sorry, Edgy, go on. Maybe uh, maybe they just take it off and give it to his wife as a souvenir. You know? <laughs> just a... Oh, no. It's just a perfect... Something like, to... Tennis long coffin. <laughs> lined with velvet. <laughs> Just a little erect penis in there. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Amazing grace. <laughs> Hold- <laughs> oh, and then she, she just throws, she throws a pinch of dirt into that hole that's next to the main hole. You know? Oh, just... Picturing oh, a they do, they do like, two graves side by side. They've got the cask up on the thing, surrounded by flowers. There's the portrait of the man, and then they've got the miniature cask next to it with miniature flowers, then a portrait of the penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> so, anyway. nine and a half inches, the perfect length for a penis. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That's what they're giving these chimps. Hmm. Yep. Perfectly smooth chimp penises. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't trust a chimp to clean a penis. I don't think it's looking after it properly. I don't know. I, w- the- I would, I would, however, I would absolutely trust a chimp with a human penis to squat on a log, scratch at the human penis, sniff his finger, and then throw his arms up and fall backwards on the log in a very funny way. He's got that down. He's going to get that right nine times out of ten. You know, it's a little uh, known fact that about approximately 40% of Jane Goodall's work is just circumcising apes. <laughs> <laughs> you know chips just love jacking off? Imagine them they doing do. it with a human penis. <laughs> That'd be the single most disturbing thing I think you could possibly see. I don't like see. that. I don't like thinking about it. This is... Verging on furry territory we're getting into right here. And if I don't anyone like it. listening to this is getting off on this filthy talk, yeah, stop it. <laughs> stop it right now. And don't we say also have filthy uh, like that. Another hundred and ninety episodes or so available on our Patreon feed. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the way you sort out the problem of that being an unsettling thing to see, Lucy, <clears> is <throat> that you also change the you change the DNA so that they also have human hands. Human hands. That's oh, right. that's okay. <laughs> just these giant man hands on a yeah. chimp. Oh, it's a nine and a half inch human penis. <laughs> if I hold human if feet if... as well, because they're quite flexible. Oh, oh no, they've got no. If you give them human feet, they'll lose feet a ho- the ability to do a lot of stuff. They'll be trying to grab onto branches and falling down. <laughs> all they all they'll have the ability to do is <laughs> be jack on the ground off. and jack off with their feet. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Imagine that he's hanging from a branch using his hands. He is masturbating his perfect human penis with his feet looking directly at you. That's hell. So I guess what we're saying is, um, you know, science. What a what an amazing thing. What an amazing time to be alive. And we're all looking forward to, I guess, seeing this in zoos. Yep. The the chimera with the, the human dick. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's what. Yep. That's what you want to take your kids to see. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the rest of this article is about science. Yeah. Honestly, I I don't think we need to actually get into the details of this or anything that could allay our fears because that'd make yeah, it no, less fun. Good. We're halfway through it. the podcast already, just really detailing that chimp with a huge man's dick. <laughs> like, hey, please, we've already. To Vista. We have written two tremendous movies at this point. I think we're doing <laughs> yeah, amazingly. That's true. Yeah. We've been brainstorming over here. Podcasts. They're nature's greatest natural resource, and it's important that they're harvested sustainably. Editing, production, fart sound effects. These are all important resources from our local ecosystems. That's why we're asking you to go to patreon.com slash Vista and pledge five US dollars a month to help support the healthy growth of a homegrown podcast like Bunta Vista. In exchange, you'll get an extra sustainably farmed episode every week, access to our Discord, and a naturally pristine, promo-free podcast feed. Thank you for helping look after one of nature's most precious resources. If you would like to option these story ideas, please contact mailbag at buntavista.com. But for now, we have to keep rolling along. Uh, We have to revisit a segment that we haven't done for quite a while. It's the Bad Tweet Roundup. It's the Bad Tweet Roundup. (laughs) Nay. (laughs) Nay. Nay. Lucy, what do you got for us? I don't know if we've spoken about this before, but I think it's time um, to talk about Chrissy Teigen. (laughs) God damn it. You know? know That's pronounced. um, I've been saying Chrissy Teigen this whole time. Me too. I don't know if I've ever heard it out loud. I don't know if I've ever heard it out loud, but uh, don't write in. I don't want to know that any of us is wrong, particularly not me. I'm going to just, this is a blanket sort of piece of advice. And this is certainly not a criticism to anyone that's contacted the podcast before, but uh, don't send us a correction unless the corrected version of the thing is funnier than the wrong version. I think that's good advice. Yeah. Or if it makes, somehow makes us look smarter. Yes. uh, Than just whatever we were currently wrong about, but I don't really see that happen. If I say, like, a really big word correctly, I would appreciate messages of praise. Yeah, more writing in to validate when we do get it correct. More positivity, less negativity. More good vibes. It's also also what Chrissy's looking for. So, (coughs) Chrissy quit Twitter three weeks ago and is back on Twitter. So, um, she's finally done something that is relatable, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, when, she did the, when she did the quitting, um, also, she didn't just, like, she didn't just do what some people will do when they get caught, uh, like, being a big creep or whatever on Twitter. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the people who are the very kind of, um, it's, it's my whole life to, to go viral with, like, epic dunks on conservatives kind of mm. kind of people you know i feel like a lot of them just eventually come out as people who were using twitter the whole time to see photos of other people's genitals um yeah. and and what a lot of those people will do is as this stuff comes out they just 
never tweet again. The account yep. might stay there, yeah. it might get deleted, but that, that's just it. They that's the smart way. Is you stop tweeting and then a week circle. later just silently delete your account. Yep, you just vanish. You never you, you never acknowledge it. You never directly attribute uh, stopping to your many crimes or right. anything. What Chrissy chose to do was to tweet a very a big emotional long thread thing mm-hmm. about um about how unfair it is that she is just a just a simple multimillionaire supermodel uh, with a very famous also rich husband. Just tweeting about her relatable, doing extremely rich people stuff during a pandemic. Yep. Uh, and then sometimes... Uh, my husband's John Legend, by the way. Yes. Yep. And then when people say, come on, man, give me a break. Uh, right. Like, hey, you're attacking me with an emotional so she tweeted, gun. Yeah. She tweeted this whole emotional thing about how it's affecting her and how she cares about what people think of her. She just and wants to be able to swan around the village and interact with her little <laughs> serfs. <laughs> Like, I want to feel her. bad, but this is just, a, like, an ideal thing of, like, you don't imagine need to be on Twitter. You don't yeah, imagine having all the money, more money than you'd ever need to work again, and then you choose to go like, on Twitter. Twitter is is the sewer where we all live. This is we what we do because we're unhealthy. We, we don't have any other way. option. Yeah, that's right. Like, um, I, I, I understand that she is a human being and she feels all of the same emotions that we all do. She can experience pain and sorrow and all this stuff and that's all valid and it's fine but also you're so rich that like if the trade-off between having a million fucking billion dollars is that suddenly you can't use the worst website in the world Mm. because people are rude to you all the fucking time that's probably fine. Like it's probably fine. She also just do something else. You know, she got a horse on a whim. She did get a horse on a whim. Just. Invite David Lynch to dinner or something, you know? You don't have to log on. You don't have to do that. Anyway, so she did quit and now she's back. Um, So, this is from Variety. This is what Chrissy tweeted on Friday. Turns out it feels terrible to silence yourself and also no longer enjoy belly chuckles randomly throughout the day and also lose like 2,000 friends at once, lol. Lol. We can all relate to that. (laughs) Lol. Very upsetting to talk about 2,000 Twitter followers as friends, but... um, Anyways, moving on. She added, I chose to take the bad with the good. In response to someone Friday who asked her what she's been up to, Tegan drolly replied, I've spent weeks just saying tweets to shampoo bottles. Yeah, no, okay. That's that's pretty relatable. <laughs> yep. Whenever I kind of try and go off Twitter a little bit, I just find myself like thinking like just ridiculous things and turning them over in my mind until they make sense and they never do, but... Um, that's just what my brain does for like six hours a day now. So I kind of, I kind of feel for her there. Are you feeling for Chrissy? Uh huh. I mean, <laughs> what if you just like come back with an account that's not got your name attached to it? That's true. She could just make a different account. Well, then she wouldn't be able to. She's like, oh, a guy named uh, Bon Legend has seen my asshole. <laughs> my husband, a bunch. Bon Legend. <laughs> my husband. Uh, are you saying, Ben, that she should try to do the uh, Stephen King, Richard Bachman experiment? Yes, essentially. Except, don't do it for fame. Just excise the thoughts from your brain. Just be like, just put your dumb jokes out there and then don't look to see if people have responded to them at all. Just get the the sentences out and then play with your kids. Yeah. Squeeze Squeeze those blackheads out of your brain surface and just go about your business, you know? 
Yeah. Um. So I do just want to revisit some of some classic some Chrissy tweets. Sorry for uh, not supporting women here. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. But um, <laughs> just I just can't with these. You know, you might remember when she tweeted, "My mum treats her AirPods like they're disposable. Buys a few a month." She says they would be easier to not lose if they had a cord. <laughs> how much, how much do AirPods cost? That's so relatable. Anyone so know? relatable. Air, how air, much do AirPods cost? AirPod Pros cost like four or five hundred bucks. Pardon? Mm. Yeah, mm, I was, I was, I was buying some new headphones recently, and I was like, "What are good uh, wireless headphones?" On Twitter, and I said, "You know, ones that like sound okay but aren't wildly expensive," because I don't have an insane amount of money to burn on this sort of stuff. And so I was like, oh, AirPod Pros, they're, they're really good. Uh, and when looked at maybe th- oh. th- three or $400. Even regular AirPods cost $160. Yeah. The, yeah wow. In Australia, the, the like default ones with the charging case are 250 bucks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, if, yeah. you, if you buy Air, AirPods Pro from apple.com, uh, with you know, come with a charging case as standard with free engraving. They are Australian, three hundred and ninety nine dollars. Hmm. Free engraving? Yeah, on the little charging case. Awesome. That's dope. Well, that's very relatable. You know, I love the idea of trying to do a tweet like, "Isn't it annoying that AirPods don't have a cord?" <laughs> By just <laughs> saying that your mum buys a few a month. We just- drop a few grand on AirPods every month. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Lol. So silly. Why is everyone mad at me? Just, um, just get her some with a cord, for fuck's sake. I know, right? I buy then, uh, the same uh, ear candy headphones about once a year. They cost 30 bucks. Um, they're all right. But they're on a cord, so you never have to charge them, and they, they're kind of hard to lose. Yep. But yeah. I had to replace them last time because they got ran over by a car. Oh, man. Uh, and if that car? doesn't happen... No, it was by my neighbor's car. <laughs> uh, they fell out of my pocket into the gutter because my pockets are really small because my shorts are quite small. Um, so true. things just sort of fall out my pockets all the time. That is a known fact about you. Mm. Small you shorts. Should get some different shorts. That sounds very annoying. Off. <laughs> you don't just get your manservant to pick them up when you drop them. No, I, I should look into that though. What if I drop a couple of grand on a manservant to look after my short possessions? Uh, what What you can do, Ben, is you can get these shorts that they have like bigger pockets. On the sort of left and oh, you think like right oh, how Daisy so Duke's like? Wanna... No, no, no. Like, so hear me out here, right? What you do is you get these shorts, and they have they have like larger pockets than those kind of pockets. They also have pockets on the back, yeah. And the fabric goes down further to accommodate even more pockets, and more they're, pockets. They're right on the sides of your legs. You can carry all kinds of cargo in them. Yep. Um, mm. A little Velcro kind of. Mm-hmm. All you need pulse. to do. Is, uh, They're going to keep your headphones right in there. Yeah, just just all you need is to have the the bottom of your shorts come down uh, to just below your knees, and I believe that's the look you're 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 hungering for. Kids have got to be wearing cargo pants again soon. Oh, they're know? going to. Aren't I feel they? like early two thousands fashion is starting to come back. It's got to be almost cargo pants time. I was saying to um. I was saying to Eleanor the other night <laughs> we were talking about like you know just buying clothes and how I'm old now. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I still, I still just wear like very fitted jeans because I have for decades now. And I was like, I know that, I know that like zoomers are all like skinny jeans are out. You old fucks. And I'm like, <laughs> may, maybe that's the case. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Am I meant to go out and get myself like some 
acid-washed, wide-leg 1990s uh, jeans, cinch them yes. up with a big belt. You have, like, two mullet. choices, right? Tuck my shirt Where, in. like, you either keep dressing in the way that you've always dressed that is appropriate to your age and you know, or at least feel looks good on you, or you look like a grown man trying to dress like a 19-year-old, which is fucking stupid. It is. I, I tell you what, uh, more than ever before at this point of my life, I really understand um, people that I used to look at, not mockingly, but, like, uh, with sort of bemusement or kind of uh, fascination was when I would see like an old guy just like walking around Melbourne and he'd have like, you know, a pastel suit with like big wide lapels. Mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and it was just obvious that they had gone like, you know, at some point in like sort of 1976, they'd been like, this is my look. This is where I stop. This yeah, is where I get off I love the fashion trade. <laughs> yeah, and you can you can very clearly see if you look at different uh, different old guys walking around exactly where they were when they just kind of went. No, this is it. You can this date when they turned thirty seven. Yeah, when they just <laughs> said, "I'm there. done. I am done," and I absolutely think that it's. Uh, so you're done. <laughs> I'm probably done, uh, but also, like, it is more dignified. Than being like, I'm not an old guy. I'm hip. That's start just... doing those TikToks about how millennials are trying to cancel Eminem or something. Imagine if I joined TikTok and I was like, I'm going to be a cool dad who does the TikTok dances on TikTok. Yeah, that'd go really well. I think you should do it. Do it. I think it'd be really cool, and everyone would love it. Okay, we should some... start a uh, <laughs> get some dope a, a jeans. Bunch of Vista TikTok where we put the opinions that we've put out on the podcast, but. <clears throat> Sorry, in a format where we point at them, <laughs> we're kind of dancing a little, and there's text. Yes. And like, and then there's a little bubble that just says, "Don't give chips a human dick." While we're making the face <laughs> that says, "Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> this opinion's correct." No okay. Yeah. <laughs> a thing um, comes up we that need says, to talk about <laughs> chimps with human hands and penises, and I pointed it, and then go, "Mm-mm," wag my finger. <laughs> and then uh, a bubble comes up, and says, "Chimps." Without human hands and penises, mm -hmm. and then yeah, you dance approvingly. Yeah, I think we're onto something. Okay, I think so too. Lucy, uh, you can set that up as the as the youngest thirty-something person on this podcast. Mm. Who has TikTok on their phone? No, I, psychos. I don't. Uh, Eleanor. Eleanor. Does. Eleanor does. <laughs> Eleanor does. Uh, she's psychos, comma. Eleanor. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, two separate, two psychos separate things. And obviously, she's yeah. she's mm -hmm. younger than me, but older than Lucy. But also, she's um she's observing. She's not participating. You know, which I <laughs> well, think I you think can't observe it without changing it in some way. Am I the youngest? How old is Ben? I am old thirty years old. Oh. When's your birthday? June. Mm, you're a little older than me then. Yep. Very slightly. A little bit wiser. A lot wiser. How much wiser? wiser? How much wiser are we talking? <laughs> I'm going to say twice as wise. Huh. That's. I feel like that's a big stretch, but whatever. So fucking wise. <laughs> so wise. Never been wiser um, than I am right now. I've got that uh, the tattoo that the guy from D'Antwood has, the pretty wise tattoo on my throat. That's how fucking wise I am. Wow, that's pretty wise. Mm. I got I got bad news for you guys, which is just that uh, I am one hundred percent becoming less wise as time goes on. Me too. I feel like I think about how smart I was, like when I was at school, 
And now I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't. That that's not the brain that I have in remember my head now. Remember being able to like read an entire sentence, yeah. from start to finish. I remember being able yeah. to like read a book. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah like for fun. Yeah. Now my brain don't work. No. <laughs> oh, brain no work. <laughs> brain no work. Ah. My brain is all the like capacity that I would have used on like learning is now just reading posts. Beautiful, beautiful posts like this next yeah. post from Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, well, you guys probably remember when she tweeted a picture of her nurse dressed in a plague doctor outfit. Uh, I remember that During specifically. The pandemic. Theo, I'm, I'm sure you recall that one. Mm. Mm. How'd that mm. go for you, Theo? Not not great. So, I got I I made a very lazy que- quote tweet of you this. You did a lazy, <laughs> um, a lazy queef. A lo- lazy <laughs> queef a lazy of this. queef. I queefed uh, an opinion out about it. With, with some allusion to... Uh, who she would be playing in uh, the movie Parasite. Mm. And um, somebody screenshotted this and uh, was like, oh, these, you know, left-wing men think that they're feminists, but, you know, making fun of a woman who lost her baby. I'm like, okay, first of all, I didn't know that about her because I don't insanely follow the personal lives of uh, famous people Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't care. They're not like us. You know how uh, people will uh, respond to those quote, quote tweets where it's like, post the last four celebrities you've saved on your phone. That's yeah. who you have to survive in a zombie house with. You're like, why? Why do you have celebrities on your phone? What the yeah, fuck is wrong they're with not you? human. Uh, which leads me to point number two. Have some goddamn class solidarity, for fuck's sake. Like, just, like, <laughs> she went on to, to sort of say that, like, oh, and she's a person of color who's found some success. That's not the... Mm. What so we the thing that we should hope for marginalized people is that eventually they can become rich enough to make their serfs dress up as plague doctors uh, while they're waving little kind of palm fronds over them uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Like it's just bizarre. <laughs> the, Come sorry, on. the funniest thing about that entire exchange to me was that um, uh, you know yeah, like you said, this person going, "Hey, Chrissy Teigen is simply an innocent." Uh, woman of color who has suffered An loss. Innocent girl boss. And, and yeah, like be, being unable to hold the two thoughts in your head simultaneously, that it is sad for somebody to have a miscarriage and lose a baby. That is absolutely sad. Nobody is disputing that. But also that it's kind of fucked up to be like, yes, I have a live-in nurse and I make them mm. dress up in a funny costume at Halloween. During a pandemic. During a- <laughs> and it's also fucked up. It's just, you don't have to tweet this. You don't have to tweet this. You she don't have like, to put any of this out there. You don't have there. to do any of it. Like, and it's, the thing I think a lot of people pass over about that image is that she, it looks like she lives in Jared Leto's room from Blade Runner. <laughs> it does. Like, her house is insane. Her, the the bench that's behind her is this marble thing, I think, from memory, that costs more than my house. Like, there is nothing... There. The reason, like, that the people are dying of the pandemic are largely because of people like Chrissy Teigen who have accumulated all of this wealth and just gone, well, okay, well, I guess I've got this money now. There's nothing for it except to buy large marble plinths to assemble mm. around my house and tweet insanely, like, 400 times a day. Oh, well, luckily it doesn't get worse, apart mm-hmm. from this tweet, which I assume is the one that she got bullied enough that she left Twitter.com. <laughs> One time, John and I were at a restaurant and the waiter recommended a nice cabernet. 
We got the bill and it was $13,000. How do you casually recommend that wine? We didn't even finish it and it had been cleared. I think the the Uh answer to how does someone just casually recommend you a $13,000 bottle of wine is that they... Probably because you're at a restaurant where that's how much the wine costs. It's probably because they know that you live in the Jared Leto pyramid from the film Mm. Blade Runner 2049. So, they're Mm. like, hey, you might like this one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's relatable is like finding out how much the steak costs and going, oh, we have to do a dine and dash now (laughs) uh, from the the, uh, weird Eiffel Tower restaurant in Brisbane. There is (laughs) no more relatable... Normal person experience that eating a 180-day dry-aged Angus rump and running from La Dolce Vita on Park Road in Milton. <laughs> um, I know, I know that I know that you have to take these things with a grain of salt, like these uh, these websites that speculate on how much somebody is worth. There, I, I mean, they're all entirely mm. fake. Yeah. So, so the grain of salt is kind of like. Sort of a salt mine worth of salt, like one of those, uh, like one of those Himalayan lamps. That's yes. that's that's the <laughs> <Yes>. grain. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable to look at Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, who are people who, between them, have like lots and lots of uh, best-selling albums, stadium concert tours, uh, cookbook. Kitchenware a, line. A career yeah. as a supermodel, a, like their own clothes uh, line of kitchen products, cookbooks, all of those things. And then there's the living in the big fucking mansion and buying $13,000 bottles of wine part. So, I think that maybe the waiter knew who you were and, and that you and your husband are worth tens of millions of dollars and can afford that bottle of wine. Because you'll notice that the story didn't end with her saying... We then refused to pay for the bottle of wine. Yeah, it would have been like, fuck, that wine was expensive anyways. It did. And then you tweeted about it. It didn't. Yep. After being bullied about, you know, saying that she's being bullied and how much this affects her, knowing how much people are upset about her tweeting about how much money she has during the pandemic, she just thought, you know what? I'm going to tweet this story about the $13,000 bottle of wine. What all these people are yelling at me about? Uh, Why is everyone mad at me? A relatively trustworthy assessment here is that the Forbes guess of her, not guess, their estimation or whatever of her net worth uh, back in 2018, and this is her net worth, I don't know if this includes uh, John Legend, uh, was $11.5 million. There you go. Damn. That's not in society money. That's I have escaped society. I live on a little green hill above society. I kind of look over or down at society. I don't have to be there That's, anymore. You know in mm. uh, SimCity 2000, the arcologies you could build, I think they were mm-hmm. called? Uh, the little glass domes full of plant life that sat yep. way above the city? Yeah. Yeah, she's in one of those and she's looking down at me and my net worth is, let's go, uh, the Falcon is $300. My laptop is dying. It's probably worth about 200 at this point. My TV I bought for six hundred dollars uh, about Oof, eight years ago. Hey, secondhand TV, please. Uh, I don't know. My collection of paranormal nineteen seventies paperback books is probably worth fifteen thousand um, <laughs> dollars. I'm going to put my net worth at fifteen thousand and nine hundred dollars. Uh, if I didn't have those paranormal paperbacks, probably so about nine hundred bucks. So if you got the bill for that for that wine bottle, it would put a big dent in it. That would 
only be covered by your paranormal I, novels. I would have to sell my collection of about 100 uh, 1970s, 1980s paranormal paperback books, yes. And that would be absolutely galling to me. I've spent a very long time collecting those. Uh, yeah, I would have maybe said something like $13,000. There is absolutely no way I can pay for that wine. <laughs> I would have just laughed. <laughs> also, I guess... I guess there's a, hey, there's something behind it, you. It's also like even... <laughs> even at a... Smoke bomb! <laughs> even at its most fundamental level, right? Uh, I think that the, the overwhelming majority of what I would consider to be normal working people simply have never had an experience of going into a restaurant, ordering whatever they want to eat, ordering whatever they want to drink, and never looking at how much any of those things cost at any stage of the transaction mm. until you get right. the bill. That's that's the part. What a normal person does at a nice restaurant is says, can I get your second cheapest, second cheapest bottle of wine, Cabernet? Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm no mug. I'll take the second cheapest. Mm. That's right. <laughs> is that uh, is that price by the bottle? Oh, it's by the glass. Oh. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Smoke bomb. <laughs> One garlic bread, please. Uh, no, like... Uh, I mean, uh, so it's just uh, because you associate getting one garlic bread with being sucked off by a delivery yeah, robot, yeah. so brings, brings you a smile. <laughs> you know, the 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 waiter brings it out, and I just sit there and go, <clears throat> "Well, <laughs> so I don't know if you know this, but Domino's yeah. and Neuro. Oil. Okay, we're halfway through the transaction. I'm winking at him a lot. Check out the recent bonus episode." I can't remember what that episode was called. Didn't like any of my suggestions. Yeah, that's true. We had really right. good suggestions there, and he just he just breezed straight ahead and gave it something that apparently so it was not like memorable at all. Final oh, editing rights. Uh, an empty man, a plan, a canal. What were the suggestions you put forward? Let's have a look. Uh, isn't it ionic? I believe there. we... <laughs> It's interesting that you laugh at that one yeah. mm. <laughs> God fucking damn it <laughs> uh, So And I've already placed some in the in the chat there for So feel free to disregard oh, wow. my suggestions as well for this It's a little peek behind the curtain <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, the other suggestion There was two suggestions There was Isn't it Ionic from Theo And then there was Smack my chops up from me And uh, no one laughed at that So, so I used a different one that no one laughed took at Took my revenge by picking a different name Without <laughs> consulting anyone I've gone mad <laughs> with power So uh, so Lucy, what you're saying is That we should all aspire to be more like Chrissy Teigen Oh yeah, that's definitely what Girl I'm saying boss. That's not what I'm saying Is that if you are rich And enjoying all the fruits of being rich Stay off Twitter. That's for us. That's for the filthy little piggies in the swamp. It is. It is she, truly. She grew up kind of normal. Like she lived in a not super wealthy household. Like you should have some memory of what it's like to to be a normal person. Yeah. If like, like you can still tweet, you just don't have to tweet about your life. Like it's relatable. Don't mention the, the horses. horrible pandemic. Yeah, or being just- like. I can't remember which of our eight cars I left my mm. phone in. Ah, oh, it's all right. I just bought a new <laughs> one. Oh, that's my one. casual horse. <laughs> <laughs> a horse for the day and a horse for the night. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, uh, are we ready to move on to some of our own correspondence? Yes. Oh, please. Can we? Can I get a little theme check here? Buddy, I haven't heard you sure this. can. 
Hot Road Five. That's the Punta Vista Hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista Hotline. You can send us an email. Mailbag at Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. Yeah, hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. One eight hundred three one seven five one five. That's the Punta Vista hotline. Beautiful, thank you. Spectacular. Welcome to the mailbag. Uh, this came to us via listener Cameron. He says, Dear Bunta Vista crew, I was listening to last week's bonus episode, Carnival of Holes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Now, if uh, just, just as a refresher, if you are a subscriber to the bonus episodes, patreon.com slash Bunta Vista, uh, this was an episode where we inadvertently talked about uh, cruise ship memes and uh, lists from carnival cruises about things people miss about going on cruises during the pandemic. I'm still very sorry about that episode. Truly uh, one of the most dire <laughs> episodes we've ever recorded. Much like the Concordia, this was something of a cruise ship disaster. Uh, so Cameron says, I was listening to last week's bonus episode, Carnival of Holes, and got a huge surprise as you read out a meme that I made a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. What a beautiful thing the human experience is. Back in 2017, I was an active part of the Imigur. Imigur? How do we, how do we want to do that? I, I have never the thought Imigur? about how you're meant Imigur? to pronounce it. No, I think Imigur. Lucy's Imigur. Right. I think Imgur. Imgur is like, that's a Swedish first name, Imgur. I'm pretty sure. This is my daughter, Imgur. Imgur, your roll yeah, maps sure. are ready. Uh,. <laughs> I was an active part of the Imgur community, and I made a bad meme about boats and Archimedes' principle of relative buoyancy. I'm surprised and delighted that it's still circulating amongst cruise aficionados such as yourselves. <laughs> you fucking cheeky fucking son of a shit. Cruise aficionado, my ass. Hope you're all well, and thank you for your podcasting service. Kind regards, Cameron. X-O-X. Hold I on a second. Say- that's uh, one kiss, one hug, and one more kiss. And there's only three of us. It was a small kiss as well. One big yeah, kiss. So one how do we want to distribute these? Can I have the big kiss? You can have please? the big kiss. Um, there's four of us, yeah. so I don't have to be touched at to. all. <laughs> I'll have a hug. I'll... I think Andrew can just have the Whoa, kiss okay. and the hug. <laughs> You're rejecting rejecting Cameron's uh, good faith here. His show of Cameron's not going to like that. Oh no! Well, sorry. As per the previous main episode, I have oh, mono, yeah. so just so kind of no. All right, Ben will have the big kiss. Um, I will hold Cameron in my arms and give him one closed mouth kiss. No, 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 like right on the lips. It's going to go to five to ten seconds. My eyes wide open, staring straight into his the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I will say in retrospect, my recollection is that this is the one thing, this is the one one we listed off that anyone had anything positive to say about it, and it was Theo who said, no, that's actually funny. There you go. I could be wrong. <laughs> Dig into the archives. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it was nice. I don't listen to podcasts, no. but uh, I'm sure <laughs> that's it was a good. guy activity. <laughs> oh, who has the time? <laughs> well, I think 
Speaking of who has the time, we do not have the time for any more podcast on this episode. We can't simply release another 90-minute episode because one of us is stoned, one of us is drunk, and the other has just taken a Seracle. <laughs> really sad. Well, I missed out on that one. <laughs> we'll leave you to sift out who is who in yeah. that. <laughs> Impossible to predict. Do your, own, do your own rankings on that one. Uh, yeah, no. Well, I mean, we'll absolutely do that again, just not today. We can't. That was a wonderful episode. I listened back to it and all of it was a surprise to me. <laughs> a surprise and a delight, I might say. You have it, folks. Well, we'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We all said it in the same time. We all said it at the same time.